When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. It's past three. Good afternoon. Hope you had a great weekend. Welcome to the show. Great to have your company on a Monday afternoon. Kim on the Roots with you live from Studio Lumo SA here at number one King William Street in the city. Roots is dancing around in the background. I've got no reason understanding of why. Champs of the world. Oh, right. That was it. <laughs> Currently 24.4 degrees outside. Did you just realise we won? No. Uh, we love the support we get from Hyundai, Brasilia Coffee and IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it? Well, you got a snippet of him then. Now you're going to get more of him. I don't know if that's good or not. What's up to you? Hey, got a spend. None at all. What do you think you do? He doesn't think. Why you look so sad? Yeah. It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. I shut up for your face. It's a little contradictory, it's not so bad. How are you going, Rouge? I'm thinking things run in threes, don't they? Mm-hmm. So Samson, before Delilah found the scissors, was the strongest man in the world. Travis Head grows a moustache and becomes the greatest cricketer in the world. I'm growing a moustache. What am I going to get? What am I going to be great at in the world? Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Language. <laughs> you had to go back to Samson and Delilah to find the three. Well, what, what were you going to add in as the well, first? Well, I wasn't even going there, Ruth. I was going to alert everyone to who we have on the show today. Tell me. Uh, well, we will be talking cricket. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Brat Sundarasan will join us just after 3.30. Live from India. Uh, also, we have our nearest the pin winner. Oh, yes. Remember the uh, oh, yes. question? What, what are you going all yes for? Because I've got a piece of paper that tells me the winner. But I'm not allowed to say yet, am I? No, I so said, why are you looking for it? Well, because I'm keen to know who the winner <laughs> yeah. was, yes. It was a simple question yeah, for a $50 yes. IGA voucher. Who wins the yes. World Cup and how many runs does uh, Davey Warner make? I might as well do it now, Rich. Go you, on, do, do it. You want me to do it? Yes, please. All right, this is interesting because the person that won, he was only 45 runs off. As good as me in that competition we had that sent DT breaking Monteen. Yeah, Monteen, Hyundai. If you're looking for a new In fact, he won't even let us in the... Car yard this week, will he? Sent us all the way to Mount Barker. Oh, I haven't got any problems going there, Rich. <laughs> I'll be there. Hey, um, I'm sure Bumfluff Benny got this right. I cannot believe that the best that someone did. Noel is the winner. Well he done, picked Noel. Australia to win. He picked David Warner to make 52. Well, he made seven. Mm. So most people had India winning. Well, we they said were the Roach, team, Kim. Yes, but how on. often do you win every game and all the pressure's on you then? Well, I'll dob in someone here. I was sitting with Mark Aston last night. Penguini. Yes, he went in to collect his meal at La Trattoria. Mm. Yeah, well, he's connected there, you see. Were you there, were you? I was there. What were you doing, dishes? Or you wouldn't have paid for a meal. <laughs> what were you doing there? None of your business Another then. one of your extra jobs? None of your business. What were you serving? Well, the start. 
15 runs and over India was rolling out, and you're thinking, oh, this is not looking mm. good, and did it change after that? Yeah, it was As soon good. as Mark Aston arrived, Australia started to get on top. <laughs> so don't go anywhere, Mark. You're staying to the end. He's a good, he fe- good fellow, Mark. He's uh, got a very hairy back. I often mention that. <laughs> did a photo shoot when I was the sports presenter at nine in the very early days. He was the sports presenter at the ABC, and Bruce Abernathy had started at Channel 7. We had to do a little model photo shoot down on North Terrace. We ought to get all get changed in the same room. And Abra and I looked at each other, and he looked. He said, "Motion to look at the penguin. That's what we call him, Penguini, the hairiest back I've ever seen." Right. Yeah. It's left an image. It's not. I did. I won't be able to look at him again now. No, it's like a uh, what was it? The teenage war, werewolf. What oh. was that show with um, Lindsay? Michael you, J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Really? Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. That's what he looked like. All right, Noel, you've won yourself a $50 IGA voucher. So what, what are you telling me there? That when he goes to bed, he doesn't need a wool underlay because it's already attached to it, him? Very much so. Really? Bruce. There's times he can't get out of bed because his legs get tangled in his hair <laughs> and his back. <laughs> Hello, Mark. We're only having a bit of fun. Uh, we at your love expense. him. All right, at 3.50, we'll be joined by Kevin Shift the Sheehan. Oh. Tonight's 2023 AFL. National draft. Sometimes I can't read my own writing. Uh, it gets underway at 6.30 tonight. A lot Dramatic. Of, a lot of nervous young lads. Recruiting uh, managers, list managers, all keeping their phones on. Will someone ring and say, I've got an opportunity here for you to get up in the draft or we want to take two picks off you and give you one? Adelaide want to go up the draft. They're after a lad called Daniel Curtin. Will he be there? Well, that's the big question. They have to do some business with GWS. Uh, we will hear from Hamish Ogilvie a little bit later. He spoke today on uh, the AFL website, Gettable. Mm. Uh, At four o'clock route, Stevie Lee Thompson, Crows AFLW star, after their 67-point demolition of Sydney. Well, that was a response, wasn't it? Oh, big one. Yeah, that was a big response. On a weekend when the defending champ went out in straight sets in Melbourne. They were five goals down at three-quarter time, completely out of it, kicked the first three, and gee, it was a thrilling game at the end. Got done by one goal. Their, past, their last month, Melbourne, was all over the shop, wasn't it? Mm. Meanwhile, Adelaide has had moments, shot itself in the foot, you would say, in the first final, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, home game. A couple of things, yeah. yeah. But they got their act together very nicely at Norwood Oval. Uh, we'll hear from Clarky. That's the first time they put four quarters together all year. We'll have the good, the bad and the ugly. There's a big to pick from, Roach. Uh, that's... <laughs> or we could just make it all about one thing. No, we have a variety. Well, what? Well, it's all good, good, good. With the World Cup, wasn't it winning? Well, it was bad the way India. Can we say choked? Do we say choked or not? They they, they weren't struggled. very aggressive in those middle overs, were they? Those twenty overs, they, hey. they became very pedestrian, like they were protecting their wickets. Tell me, no conspiracy with the toss of the coin. No, we won it. But when you heard Pat come and say, "We're going to bowl," I said, "What? <laughs> Could you believe that?" I couldn't. I can't remember where I was. Um, because I didn't then, see the toss, yeah. And then five overs in, what were you thinking then? Idiot! <laughs> <laughs> All right, John Casey will join us at 4.35. He's the voice of basketball. Uh, great win by the 36 oh, Friday goodness. night. Big thank come goodness. from behind victory. And the Adelaide Knight Lightning had a win as well. So Perfect. it's been a good weekend. 2-2 two, two they are. South Australian teams. All right, we're up and away, Reach. We're into it. We're live and interactive. 0427 154 we are here thanks to Hyundai, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold. We'll go to a break on time for once, Roots. Then when we come back, we're going to relive some of last night. Please. We invite everyone to have their say. Travis yeah. Head was unbelievable. Mind you, how lucky was he there for about uh, three overs, I think. No, but the end wasn't right. I'm sorry. 
he needed to be there at the very end, didn't he? Well, it would have been nice, and he yeah. was annoyed. It would have yeah, been so nice to be. carry the bat. I thought he'd hit a four or a six. Mm. And that guy should have... I was talking to Benny. He should have let it go. They weren't going to win. Come on. Can't do that. Fall through the... Let it fall through his hands. No, they can't do that. All right. We'll take a break, Roots, and when we come back, we're going to hear some of the... Hello, (laughs) hello. Don't talk of the dead like that. G'day, Hansi. It wasn't just the dead. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Fifteen on a Monday afternoon. Big thank you to Brasilia Coffee. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. We love them, Rooch. We love you too. We were just talking about yourself and Mark Aston. And here's a text has come through from Chopsy. Rucci and... Oh, we're talking about how hairy Aston is. This one says, Rucci and Aston, two gorillas in my midst. Oh, oh, very good play oh, on words nice. there. I very like nice. it, Rooch. Hey, just coming up at uh, 3.30, Brat Sundarasana will join us from India. Kevin Shifter Sheehan at 3.50. Talk about the draft. Stevie Lee Thompson from the Crows into another prelim final. Then at 4.30, John Casey, the voice of basketball. But, gee, what a game it was last night. It was a cracker. Here is Australia winning the World Cup. Two for victory for Australia. Glenn Maxwell to see his first ball. Siraj bowls to him, Maxwell clobbers the ball out to square leg, a dive on the boundary to save it, they'll come back for a second and Australia has won the World Cup. A sixth championship victory and surely none greater than this in the most partisan, intimidating environment that this tournament has ever seen. Australia has quashed all of India in one night. Jared Waitley there with his coverage of the World Cup final. Reach, I've heard three numbers in terms of the crowd, 120,000, 125 and 130. A big crowd either way. And the change in tone from the first 10 overs to the images in the next 10 overs from the Indian fans from being absolutely excited about the sixes to Virtually despondent by the end of the 20th over. Yeah. It was just uh, dramatic was in the change. If of... ever you wanted a lesson in taking the crowd out of the game, yes. that was it. Yeah. That was the best example ever. Oh, now, Maxwell, Travis Head, the catch. How good is that? We will play that a little bit wow. later, Roach. It was a beauty. It was a match-winning catch. Australia's fielding in general, it's hard to put a number on it. I was listening to Mark Taylor but at least 20 to 35 runs saved by their brilliant fielding. And Davey Warner in the, in the outer, he was just superb. All right, let's have a listen to the players' reaction post-winning the World Cup. We'll hear from Labashane, Maxwell, Warner, Smith, Marsh and Stark. What we've achieved today um, is unbelievable. It's the best achievement um, I've ever been a part of. India, 10 from 10. With one to play, they've been the team of the tournament. They've played unbelievable. But you knew if, if we played our best cricket, we were a chance. It feels amazing. I think we were all pretty much um, excited once it got under 20. And I'd sort of resigned to the fact that I wouldn't have to bat much like 2015. But um, unfortunately, Eddie got out and uh, what a win. Oh, I think this is bigger. Obviously, we won at home in front of our home fans. But I think the challenges we've been through the last sort of couple of months coming here, Playing in these conditions against you know, India, who's a pretty special team, and 
and getting the win on a day like this is amazing. Our bowlers were fantastic and, uh, you know, that sort of flow from last game, just, you know, they set the tone from, from ball one and, um, you know, the, the fielding again tonight supported that and uh, to, to bowl injury up for 240 on that in a final um, is absolutely exceptional. It was just a, a great performance. You know, Travis Head, the show he put on was just incredible. Um, yeah, another one. Pure elation. Um, you know, I've said to a few of the boys this earlier, it's been the hardest eight wickets of cricket I've ever um, been a part of. I think we were 0-2 and Sri Lanka were none for 120, so that feels like a lifetime ago. But uh, to be here, this group, <laughs> oh, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. Between you know, Pat, Ron, all our coaching staff, all our players across the formats, I don't think you could write a script to top the winter that we've had to, to win a World Cup in India. It's been a fantastic eight weeks. It's been tough, but um, gee whiz, it's been a bloody successful and bloody enjoyable. Mitchell Stark there, the last player to speak, and he referred to Ron, of course, is Ron. Yeah, no, bring me into the loop. Ron. <laughs> Who's Ron? It's just the best Aussie vernacular ever for a nickname. The coach, Andrew McDonald. Oh, Ron. Ronald, Ronald McDonald. McDonald. Oh, Come on, Roots. Well, what a job he's done, considering he took on a team that hadn't really established a great reputation in 50-over cricket to the point they were 10th in the league mm. system. Uh, what was it, 18 months ago? And what a, what a year it's been, though, Rich, and win the uh, the World Cup of Test Cricket as well. And all doing it. Uh, on the road, on the in road. India, on the after road the again. Ashes. And the captain. There's always pressure on being the captain of the Australian cricket team. Yeah. Uh, Pat Cummins, there was pressure on him after electing to bowl. Mm. Uh, here's Paddy Boy talking about the magnitude of the win. Oh, that's huge. That's I think that's the pinnacle of uh, international cricket, winning a one-day World Cup. Especially over here in India, in front of a crowd like this, um, you know, it's been a big year for everyone. Um, but you know, our cricket team's been to here in India, Ashes, World Test Championship, and to top it off with this is just just huge. And these are the moments that you'll remember for the rest of your life. Why is it the pinnacle? It's just every international team comes together. You only get a shot at it every four years. You know, even if you have a ten-year career, you might only get two chances at it. And uh, yeah, it's just. Yeah, the whole cricket world stops with this World Cup, so it doesn't get any better. And it doesn't matter what sport it is, Roach. It can be AFL, and if you're in that rare and fortunate enough position with 10 minutes to go that you know you have the game won, uh, the way the boys were all gathering and moving chairs and getting ready to storm out onto the pitch, mm. they will savour that moment forever. 10 but, overs in, what did you think India's score would be at the end of 50? Oh, they were looking at 300. 300 plus, weren't yeah. they? Yep. To get them to... They went into the... 30. Taking nothing away from the Australian bowlers. They wow. went into their shells, though. But uh, what about Boom uh, Boom Boomra? Some of the bowling he did... Like, Travis Head was lucky to survive. Yeah, agreed. He had balls going straight through him. It was like yeah. he was Swiss cheese at the moment. He was playing and missing left, right and centre. Man of destiny, Travis Head. Yeah, he's an absolute ripper. He takes the game on. Mitchie Marsh looked like he was going to be a factor. He's got a little bit pumped up. A bit too mm. much adrenaline going through the body. Mm. Uh, we're going to hear from everyone. We appreciate that a lot of people had to start work early this morning. So we've got a bit of Travis Head to come. Uh, I didn't get to hear Rohit Sharma, their captain, speak. I'm looking forward to hearing from him and uh, for you Roach on the other side of the break we'll hear from Travis Head talking about that magnificent catch of his. We are live from Studio Lumo SA powered by Lumo Energy SA and of course we love your thoughts. All right, you can send us a text on 0427-154-166 like this one here. That innings last night ensures Travis Head gets a statue outside Adelaide Oval instead of Roochie's buff head. <laughs> <laughs> 
Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 27 Brasilia Coffee. Stay grounded. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. I'm going to make one in the 3.30 news, Rooch. Now, you wanted to talk about Travis Head's magical catch uh, when he took Rohit Sharma's wicket. Let's have a listen to how it happened, Rooch. Axel Bowles. Comes Sharma again. goes again. This is in the air. This could be caught going back. Oh, yes. my God. Wonderful catch. Travis Good. Head wow. going back with the flight, diving at full stretch, has taken one of the great World yeah. Cup finals. Oh, they were one of the great about catches then. of all time, really. Yeah. And apologies for blaspheming whoever that was. Uh, let's see what Trad thought of his uh, great catch and the ton. He's probably the unluckiest man in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, again, it's yeah it's something that I worked hard on. Um, yeah, I couldn't imagine getting 100. Couldn't imagine probably holding on to that one. Um, again, nice to hold on to something that's important and uh, you want to look after your teammates, you want to contribute. Um, to be able to do that uh, on, on a big stage in front of a full house under all that pressure is is a nice thing to, that I'll be able to look back on later in my life. There's nothing left in reserve with Travis Head, is there? It's all about 150%, if I can say it that way. He just throws everything at it. Plays a very attacking uh, he, game, yeah. very humble man too. Yeah. Uh, and Roach, I think when he was named captain, I can't remember, were we back at double A then or not? Oh. Uh, we weren't really supportive of that decision. Young man Making a, a young very man who hadn't role. even made a first-class century at that stage. But, well, they uh, knew better, didn't they? They, they did, yep. Yeah. So we tip our hat uh, before How we... true is he to that old South Australian Les Favell style? You get in there, get on with it, or get out of the way. Chappelle as well. Chappelle followed mm. from Les Hooksy. on that. Hooksy. Yep. Travis Head now lives the legacy. He's in well that mould. Here's a nice yeah. text, Rooch. Hey, Kimbo, can you ask Roochie, that's you, Yes. if he enjoyed the Kranskis from O'Connell Street Bakery last night? Hello. Well, they weren't Kranskis. I was wanting to say hi, but I was starstruck after seeing the great man. Ha, ha, ha. James from Salisbury Plain. Uh, Well, I can tell you one thing. If he's going to go out in the public, you've got to get that haircut, Roach. Otherwise, you're off after this week. If you don't get a haircut, (laughs) you're off. Not letting you back. For how long? How long would you ban (laughs) 11 weeks holiday, (laughs) you beauty. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. We're live from Studio Lumo, currently 23.7 degrees outside. It's a beautiful day and it was a beautiful day in India yesterday when Australia won the World Cup. One man that's been living the dream for a long time now, but he's about to crash down to earth and come back to Adelaide, I think, is Bharat Sundarasan. We cross live to India. Hello, Bharat. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, it's just breaking Mm, up a little bit. static on the line. It sounds like Virat Kohli's smashing your phone. We're going to call, we're going to call you back on WhatsApp. We're yeah, going to call you back good. on WhatsApp, Barat. All wow, right, hang up. We'll try well, you again. I think I've joined well, your club now, Kim. What? 
Yes, that one. Deaf in one ear. What we might do, though, Ooh. is uh, hear from Travis Head again on his uh, performance on joining Ponting and Gilchrist, making 100 in a one-day international final. Yeah, not in a million years. Um, what an amazing day. So, um, yeah, just, just thrilled to be a part of it. Ricky Ponting, Adam Gilchrist, and now Travis Head. Australian players who've got 100 in the World Cup finals. I'm definitely third on that list, so um, no, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a nice one to join. Um, again, just nice to, to be here, it's nice to contribute, nice to, yeah, I just said to the boys, I'm looking forward to the reunion. Well, Travis, well done. This is a huge <laughs> moment you. for you and your country. Well done tonight. Thank you very much. Cheers. Oh, how humble is he and, and what a club to be a part of, to be joining Ricky Ponting and Adam Gilchrist wow. in making 100 in one-day international finals. Modern technology, we've gone from the phone to the WhatsApp connection. <laughs> oh, wow, right. that is Jeez, so It's like you're in better. the studio. You sound very sexy. Oh, Oh, well, uh, that I do generally, but look, I've gone from uh, sounding like an Indian cricket fan last uh, evening at the um, Narendra Modi Stadium to an Australian fan this morning. Uh, all I mean by that is uh, from being very silent to being very, very noisy and very, very excited. Now, what, what was it like being there with 125,000 people? Mm-hmm. It was deafening, but then they all went very quiet. It was surreal. Uh, yeah, right. I mean, it was. Uh, it felt like uh, I was in uh, Mumbai nightclub at two a.m. when the music is so loud <laughs> that you don't realize how many drinks you had. That's how loud it was for uh, the start, uh, the national anthems, and for the first ten overs of India's innings when Rohit Sharma was going berserk. Uh, and then Travis takes that catch yeah. uh, to get rid of Rohit Sharma, which is as good as his innings. Trust me. Uh, and then. Uh, you know, Australia just put the stranglehold on them. And uh, then I also learned what it sounds like when uh, a bail drops, when Virat uh, Kohli was cleaned up. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, it was very different to hearing a pin drop. This sounded like uh, a billion hearts just broke in one go. Um, and yeah, and then it just turned deathly silent. Uh, I felt I felt a little for Travis Head in the end. Mm. You know, you make such a spectacular hundred, mm. you raise your bat. Uh, and uh, very few people, resp- few people respond. So, like he said later on when he spoke to us, I think he was aiming for uh, swampy Jeff Marsh at one end and the Australian dressing room and his uh, wonderful wife Jess at the other end when he raised his bat. Yeah, yes, and uh, Swamp would have been having a sherbet. He loves one. He's a good man. Hey, take us back to the very start. Uh, we spoke about it. Everyone was shocked. I was getting text messages and uh, everyone at work were texting each other. What did Pat Cummings know about the wicket to decide to send them into bat first? Uh, I think it's been a campaign of uh, gambles and punts that Australia have taken uh, from leaving Travis Head uh, uh, or in Australia and going to or coming to India with just 14 fit men uh, and many other uh, selection calls they've taken as the tournament has progressed. And uh, it almost felt apt that their World Cup or this World Cup was won on their biggest gamble, which was Pat Cummins deciding to field first. And uh, what I mean by that is, yes, they had uh, realized that the pitch is going to be dry. A lot of them came up to me on the eve of the game and said, oh, man, this pitch could go. Uh, this looks uh, like one of the pitches we got for the test series. So so there was a bit of chatter about that. And I think what Pat Cummins was aiming for is uh, to not let the Indian spinners uh, bowl on that surface while it was dry, while gambling on the fact that there might be some dew later on. Um, and in that moment, uh, look, India said they wanted to bat first as well. But by mm. choosing to field, you almost put that doubt in India's head uh, as if to say, oh, w- w- what are they doing again? Like, what's what's is there in something in this pitch that we aren't aware of? Um, and you could see that uh, just the way the Indians reacted. The pitch was very, very slow. 
Um, and uh, Australia just was so good. Pat Cummins, outstanding captaincy, outstanding bowling. Uh, but everyone delivered on the field. And uh, eventually, Pat Cummins, like he's done a few times in his uh, captaincy career, was proven right. Parat, help us with this. When the commentary last night referred to this wasn't a red soil pitch and it was sticky, what were they telling us that we don't know about Indian pitches? Oh, so uh, Indian pitches um, around the country uh, are either red soil. You'll find uh, a lot of uh, red soil in uh, places like Mumbai and Chennai, the further south you go. So red, uh, as, in black clay? red as in clay type of soil? Yeah, 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 exactly. But I think the black soil has yeah. more clay content in it and okay. it kind of sticks everything together, uh, mm. which is why you see a lot of slower pitches uh, as you go further north. Uh, uh, and Ahmedabad is sort of central in that sense, uh, but it is more black soil than red soil, even though they do have a few red soil pitches. Um, and, and what happens with the red, uh, mm. the black clay is yep. that it holds everything together, but it also can make the pitch really stodgy, which is what happened yesterday Indeed, if you don't yeah. water it enough. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Barat, st- no one's ever happy when they get out. Steve Smith was out LVW. He asked Travis <laughs> Head whether he should uh, go to the third umpire, <laughs> and Head, he said you were plum. Uh, was he out or not? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, he wasn't. And Hedy uh, <laughs> had that lovely anecdote about how Manus walked out to bat and Manus being classic Manus. He saw the big screen and started kicking the dirt because he realized that Steve Smith should have reviewed it and Hedy uh, mm. kind of uh, stitched him up, I guess. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, no, but look, it all worked out beautifully for us. It was very rare. I mean, I was just surprised that Steve Smith even consulted someone else before reviewing yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but it was a great delivery from Jasprit Bumrah. So maybe Steve Smith thought he had been caught in front. Uh, but look, in in a way, it worked out for the narrative because to see um, uh, two new age stars of Australian cricket mm. and Travis Head and Manas Labushain mm. taking them home uh, uh, after the old guard had uh, been dismissed, Warner Smith and Marsh uh, was even made it even more special. And uh, the selectors got it right. I know we discussed infinitum about who should be in there, Labuschagne or Stoinis. Some were suggesting that the wicketkeeper get dropped, but the, they got it right. And we didn't see any reverse sweeps from Manus Labuschagne last night. Thank sure. heavens. No, I think he said it uh, well. He said he decided to play it like a test innings. Uh, and because you can, you're allowed to do that with Travis Head and the rate at which he scores, uh, Manas realized that this was the role he was picked for. If Australia are in trouble, yep. he was the puff, perfect three for 40 man. Uh, walk out, just play a natural game, dig us out of trouble. He's done it a few times earlier in the tournament. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, when it mattered most, uh, he put his hand up and he played a classy innings. Uh, he controlled the innings, never let the Indian spinners uh, get on top of uh, him or Travis Head. Um, and, and and yeah, he complimented Travis perfectly. Uh, and one yet another selection call, uh, yet another selection gamble that they took with bringing Manas in for Marcus Stoinis for the semis and the finals, uh, paid dividends uh, in, in in the biggest match of them all. Barat, we know that Australia left England having kept the Ashes with a lot of heat mm-hmm. and that cheat word used so often, and it caused great controversy at mm-hmm. Lords. The Indian reaction has been even hotter on this space. I understand that they were expected to win and at home it becomes even more demanding. Mm. But the reaction since from Indian fans and the, the commentary that you get in that horrible world of social media as it is mm. has not been kind to the Australians at all. When does that just all end and people just recognise this is a very good side? Uh, that, especially going by social media, that'll never end. Like no. People are never happy. I mean, I, I've got a lot of grief for just saying good things about this Australian team mm. as, a, as, as a brown man originally from India. So, I mean, that's just how it is. And I think it's just 
the shock to the system uh, for so many Indians who just, I mean, some of my friends were there. They were traveled from far and wide to get to this venue, spending a lot of money. Uh, and, and I've said this before, uh, culturally, uh, the kind of support Indian cricket, uh, the Indian cricket team gets is very different to what you get in Australia. It's more, mm. I mean, even with this World Cup win, it'll be celebrated, yes, for a, a few days, but then people will just get on with their life in Australia. That's not how India works. Uh, and, you know, they when the Indian team loses, it almost... For the Indian fan, it's almost a feeling of you let us down. We did all this for you. You let us down. But that's just the mentality in this part of the world. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, they were making so much noise in the lead up to it. And also, I guess people were just uh, sort of there was this inevitability in a lot of minds that India was going to win this World Cup because of how well they were playing. And because Australia had not always looked uh, at their best. Uh, but then that's that's why now I know why everyone on every flight I took kept telling me, please keep Australia away from the semi-final. We fear them. Mm. And well, all those fears came to Did fruition uh, last night. Yeah, life's all about timing and they time their run beautifully. Hey, we really appreciate everything you've done for us this year. Barat, uh, we go and leave at the end of this week. So are you on your way back to Adelaide? Uh, very much so. Tomorrow morning, uh, around this time, I board my flight in Mumbai and... Uh, uh, I've never wanted to come back home uh, more than this. It was, it was a great, like, it felt so special. Just, uh, I rarely post for pictures with anyone. But, uh, you know, Travis and I, like, we just had to capture that moment. Like, it felt so good to have a fellow Mighty South Aussie do something so special. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, it's time to head back to the hills, the wife, the dogs, and the chickens. Well, we hope your wife and the dogs recognize you. You've been gone for a long time. <laughs> have a wonderful Christmas. If we see you before then, we'll buy you a beer. Uh, that sounds like a great plan to me, guys. And, yep, the home summer is just around the corner, and I'm sure we'll be speaking to each other very soon See you at Karen Rolton Oval. <laughs> yes, perfect place for a catch-up. Good on you, Barat. Safe travels. Cheers, guys. Have a lovely day. Thanks, there he Barat. is. He's an absolute ripper. Here's a text, Rooch. Uh, last night was the biggest upset since Sturt beat Port in the 1976 grand final, and Rooch, cried for a month. No, I still cry over that Good one. on you, Chopsy. Never All stop right. crying over that one. Uh, you cry a lot. You're going through a midlife crisis, Rooch, I think. Oh. We're here, thanks to oh. IGA's. Oh. They're all fake tears. Crocodile no, no, tears. No, they're not. Oh. <laughs> That's the worst acting ever. IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Uh, Kevin Sheehan coming up next. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Kimbo on the reach with you on a Monday afternoon. We're live from Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We are at number one King William Street in the city. Beautiful day, still around 23.4 degrees. And it's a big night for the young talent in our football world. Roach, the AFL draft gets underway tonight, 6.30 Adelaide time. Let's go to a man that lives and breathes this. He has for many years. He's an ambassador for AFL talent, and that's Kevin Sheehan. Hello, Shifter. Yeah, Kim and uh, Roach. Roach. Uh, thanks for having us on, guys. <laughs> no, we're there it. in the background. I think I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, eager to see how this all plays out tonight, Kevin, because it's not just the young yeah. kids who are nervous. You've got some recruiting managers who are going to be judged on what they decide tonight. Exactly. Look, I, someone sent me from internally a list of uh, who'll be in the club rooms. There's about 14 of them in each of the, wow. the boxes mm. making those decisions. And the CEOs and coaches, and of course the list managers and recruiters and scouts and assistant coaches. 
so there's a lot of opinion in there. Mm. So when they go to the island, look, we might trade up. Uh, you know, they better have a process for summing up whether they'll trade up or not. Because, uh, you know, that's one of the things that can happen live that, that you can see that's still on the board. Let's say the centre-half back's still there and you've got two choices a bit later on and you might want to upgrade to get that choice at that point. Uh, and you've got to be able to sum it up very quickly. You've got five minutes to do a deal. Now, these deals might have been talked about beforehand, but, gee, that to, to lock in a deal, um, you, you need to sum things up very, very quickly. And I don't know one match committee that's ever made a you know, summed up a very difficult choice in, in just that short amount of time. So that'll be fascinating to watch. And uh, uh, let's just hope that a couple of those deals can be done because uh, it will make it a fascinating night. We, we know that the West Coast are very likely to hold number one. They've been, uh, you know, touting, there's been offers sort of put to them over the last number of months. But uh, so far, they've rejected those offers and look like to, likely to exercise it the way they want to. So... That might happen, but, gee, there's still a lot of other things can happen in terms of uh, those uh, deals getting done. Well, there is, and we've got about eight or nine minutes to get through about 65 players that may be drafted. We think that's about (laughs) the number. We won't go through all of them. We'll try and simplify it. That was the first question. Is your gut feel telling you that uh, Harley Reid just goes to West Coast and nothing will happen? Yeah, I think that's the most obvious one. If they couldn't convince the West Coast to give something up, uh, or to give uh, that choice up for uh, something more attractive, which would be three choices in the first round, something like that. Well, it's not going to happen. And then you, you you play it from there. North have got the next two picks. Do they split them between midfielders and a, and a taller player or just take the next best talent? That's always a decision for clubs that have got choices in a row. Um, well, they the, the, the talk is it'll uh, be Colby McKercher and Zane Dersma. Do you agree with that for North Melbourne? Yeah. Well, they're two stars, there's no yep. doubt. McKerchie's your flying machine, uh, a quick midfielder, left footer like a Zaki Merritt, uh, and Dersma. Well, he's he's um, well, he's, he frames a bit like his brother in terms of he's a rangy sort of player, but he's a half forward that really is quite spectacular in the air and brilliant around goals. I've seen him kick six a couple of times where he just, uh, well, makes something out of nothing at different times. Half a step, bang, straight through. He's got mercurial ability, no doubt about that. So I could I could see that. Um, so we'll just have to see. Dan Curtin's the other one that I've talked mm. about there. Uh, will he slide through a bit further? He's the big centre back, one ninety seven left footer that certainly the West Coast were quite keen on. Uh, now does he push through to, to Hawthorne and to others? So that'll be a big watch for me as to whether the the tall defender, the all Australian centre back, uh, ends up pushing right through to. Seven, eight, nine, or ten. Yeah, well, that's interesting. We've been reading what the Smarties have been saying, and they've got him down at ten at the moment. With the Cats probably taking Daniel Curtin, uh, Adelaide want to get up the list a little bit because they're keen on him, and I believe they're having a chat to him today. But they mightn't get the opportunity. Adelaide will probably slide down to what twelve, thirteen. Yeah, the way it's currently set, but I think the Giants are prepared to look at a deal. Yes, uh, and the Giants are at seven just before the Cats. So if they can convince the Giants. Um, uh, to give up that mm. seven uh, for, for their couple of choices. Adelaide have got uh, 10 and 14 at the minute. They'll push back a fraction. But do they want to give two up to get up a bit? Mm. Give up two choices back there in the teens to get up to seven mm. and to go for the player that they want? Is it Sanders? Is it Curtin? I'm not sure. I think they like both of those players. Sanders, the midfielder. Curtin, the key defender. So they'll be fascinating. And Hamish Ogilvie's not afraid to, to have a crack at this sort of stuff. So I'd expect that uh, there could be some discussions that will occur uh, very, very early in the draft uh, to see if they can't get that 
that uh, pick from the Giants. Well, we had him on on Friday and it sounded like they're fairly keen to go up the order a little bit. And what he was very vague about, which made it even more obvious to me, they are into Taylor Goad, Adelaide. They were, they were trying to play it down. Mm. So there's a possibility they could get him for around pick 27. Do you believe in that? Yeah, well, I, I see on the board they got it to, they got the choice at around 20, which falls back falls back very clearly to close to 30. Um, I think he'd be the second ruckman taken. There's a kid called Will Green that's a, a similar size, uh, 204 centimetres green, 206, I think, or seven is, is Goad. Uh, I, I think he's a choice for tonight. There might be other suitors as well. Mm. So uh, he, he's a super athletic kid from South Adelaide there that really is focused on his footy just this year. Uh, unique um, yeah, just with his, his pace for a kid of that size. He can get balls at ground level at uh, with that speed over 20. He's still learning the ruck craft. He's a long-term proposition, but certainly very appealing to many clubs. Kevin, Harley Reid is considered once-in-a-generation player, two years after Jason Horn francis was one-in-a-generation <laughs> player and two mm. years after someone else. But I'm keen mm. to know, in the past six months, who have you seen emerge from the underage competitions to be... Someone who wouldn't have been high on a whiteboard in any recruiting office a year ago to now suddenly be a real contender for the first round. Mm, yeah, well, I think that that probably goes to a kid called uh, Caleb Windsor, a boy from the Eastern Rangers who's who's got what clubs really love right at the minute, and that's scintillating pace. Not mm. good pace, scintillating. Okay. He, he can break the lines and he kicks it so well. Uh, the emergence, the re-emergence of wingmen too in the last few years, that mm. specialist role where you've got someone that can get up, on the de- up and down the ground, uh, get it from half-back, run with it, and then deliver inside forward uh, 50. And uh, he's a boy that uh, from the Eastern Rangers that, uh, that really has taken off in the back part of the year. Some boys do. They don't necessarily dominate every one of the national games. Mm. He had some good games in that, but then was at his best come finals time over here. So look out for a boy called Caleb Windsor. Yeah, and there's some talk that Melbourne are into him and he could go as high as pick seven. Mm. Uh, we believe Adelaide's interested in Charlie Edwards. That will be around the pick 19 or mm. 20. Can you tell mm. us a bit about mm. him? Yeah, gee, he's an interesting one because he didn't play nationals at all. So he's a real back half of the year. Uh, bolter, a draft bolter that uh, uh, ended up playing in a premiership side over here at under 18 level. But had been a cricketer coming through that really focused on his footy this year. Uh, a boy from Bendigo, from Sandhurst, where Joel Selwood come from, mm. a famous country club up there in the Bendigo area that went down to Melbourne Grammar, down to private school in Melbourne. And uh, this year started to specialise on the footy. He's a 191 midfielder halfback, so a lovely size player that uh, you, you just see him the first time I'd seen him play was in the middle of the year. And it just some of his runs are just outstanding again, a bit like Windsor, when all of a sudden you see the pace. You can see what the clubs are talking about. He links mm. up magnificently, kicks it very well. And at 191 centimetres, he's got AFL traits all over him. So a bit of a smoky then, Roach. Uh, Adelaide are known to do that. Kevin, Port Adelaide doesn't have a pick in the first round, nor the second round. Do they even <laughs> bother turning up tonight? Ooh, I reckon they'll have a gem or two in mind down the back, I reckon. Uh, Jeff Parker and those boys are pretty pretty sharp on seeing what they can find down the back. I've done the form on about 130, mm. so I believe in the whole 130, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm looking for yeah. the positive about all of them as to why they'd end up on the list mm. of those nominated by clubs. And They've all got something special. Uh, so there might just be that game that one of these boys has played that was super at some stage and no one else was really looking that hard. Mm. That can happen. You know, That's the Brian Lake story. Is Brian Harris back then. Mm. 
when uh, it was the Western Bulldogs had seen him play a game and then found out he had sleep apnea and that was the thing holding him back. He couldn't sleep and couldn't play. But that one game they'd seen at one stage early in the year was enough for them to say, we'll take him. And that was about number 70 or so, as nearly the last pick way back in his draft year. So it, it, it can be an example of something like that that might occur that allows Port to grab an absolute diamond in the rough late. Uh, they are the great stories that we love about our great game. Uh, Kev, we really appreciate your time. We know how busy you are today. It's an exciting time of the year for the youngsters. And as Rooch mentioned, the recruiters, the clubs and the mm, parents pressure. and their families. There's a, there's a lot on the line. Uh, we hope you have an enjoyable night. We'll be watching with great interest. Yeah, we look forward to it. And uh, may the dreams come true of lots of those boys <laughs> that are in contention tonight, eh? You're a good man, Kev. And I tell okay. you what, uh, Rooch... Uh, Adelaide, very keen on Daniel Curtin. I don't know if it'll happen. Well, they're not alone, are they? So no. I have to imagine that, well, first they have to get into that space. And that comes up with a debate that we've had for a long time. Do you prefer one early pick or, say, three picks between 10 and 25? You know where I may, sit, I but it gets down talent. to your needs as well. Um, yeah. But, well, they uh, need a key defender, don't they? Yeah, and that deal will be reliant on GWS, as Shifter said before. Mm. So it's all happening uh, tonight. Uh, we'll be talking to some of the players that get drafted tomorrow. Looking forward to that, Rich. All right, we need to get to the news. After the news, we'll be joined by uh, Crows AFLW star. She's an absolute ripper. Stevie Lee Thompson, that was a fine performance on They're the weekend. on their way Rich. to the preliminary final against North Melbourne. Uh, look out. Uh, that's all thanks to IGA Supermarkets supporting women in sport. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Four. We're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets, supporting women in sport. For great saves and local faves, visit your nearest IGA store. We absolutely love them. Just a reminder, coming up, Stevie Lee Thompson, only seconds away. Then at 4.30, the voice of basketball, John Casey. Looking forward to chatting to Case about the 36ers and the Adelaide Lightning route and thanking him for all the work he's yes. done for us over the last 12 months before we go on leave. Someone that's not on leave... They have the most important week of their season coming up is Stevie Lee Thompson. And she joins us now from the Adelaide Crows. Hello, Stevie Lee. Hey, guys. How are you going? Not bad. Well, you let one get away from you with Brisbane a week mm. ago. But I tell you what, you're on a mission on Saturday against Sydney. 67 points. We heard the doc. He was spot on. That is your most complete performance of the year. Four-quarter performance. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It was really good to see all the girls actually put in 100% effort and the pressure and the contest was there. So exactly what Doc said, um, we brought that and it was good to actually see and, and obviously be a part of. And you were good too. Oh, yes. Very Thanks. good, Stevie. <laughs> you were. Thank you. Very modest. modest. Very modest. Well, well Roach, I'll tell well, you, she was. Well, that's Stevie Lee. You can help us then with one of your teammates. Anne Hatchard. Goes into the history books, stats-wise. First player ever, AFLW to get 30 possessions and two goals in home and away games. Now does the same in finals. How good is she? <laughs> yeah, honestly, I can't describe it. She is one hell of a player and she's an amazing, even amazing person at the footy club mm. and just goes to show the amount of effort and hard work she's actually put in on the off-season and mm. throughout the entire, like, 
seven seasons that we've been a part of. So, yeah, it's kudos to Hatch and, yeah, very proud of her and obviously even better being part of our team. <laughs> and little Tommy must have been well behaved because Chelsea Randall looked like she'd had a lot more sleep this week and she was up and about. Yeah, I think I think that was more more of MJ giving her a little bit of um, time to sleep in rather than the opposite. Normally Chelsea takes over Tommy quite a fair bit, but no, she, she killed it on the weekend and obviously... Having Tommy walk out with her in, in the Guard of Honor was just like oh, yes. like a dream come true as one yeah. of her close friends. Just to see that is yeah, it's amazing. And there were some tough decisions made at selection with Najwa Allen missing out and Jess Waterhouse coming in and uh, more than playing well. She was in uh, great form. Let's have a listen to the coach talking about another tough week for the selectors. Yeah, we'll have another tough conversation this week in terms of uh, what North Melbourne bring because obviously they've got a lot of aerial threats. So, um, yeah, that one... Wednesday's not my favourite day, to be honest, so we'll see how we go. No one wants to miss a grand final. How, how does it feel amongst the girls down there at the moment? Yeah, it's it's daunting. Um, a lot of girls, it's it's hard um, to be even be put on, like, the chopping block is what people obviously mm. call it, but, um, yeah, it's a tough decision, and I, I would hate to be a coach that having to select the entire team just to get through to the finals and... Um, like yeah, I feel I feel for every single player that doesn't get to play, but mm. everyone knows um, whatever team Doc puts forward is is the best team that can actually go forward, and hopefully um, when up into the finals, that would be great. If you were coach, who would you drop this week? Oh, <laughs> oh. honestly, wow. I can't give you that answer. Wow, <laughs> I was joking. Imagine walking into training after <laughs> this interview. Oh, just on that, I was yeah. at Rob Chapman. Wow. I was at Rob Chapman's 60th birthday. Uh, oh. This is for you as well, Speedy Lee. On Saturday night, the former chairman of the Adelaide Crows. And guess what, Roach? Rory Sloan and Belinda walk in. Now, of course, for six months I've been saying I wouldn't give Sloan another of year. Of course. And uh, <laughs> just a tad orkies for a yeah, second. Well, He's the nicest man in the world, yeah. though. Sorry, Roach. Stevie Lee, preliminary final against North Melbourne. It's been quite a rivalry this year. Mm. Plus, Absolutely. it's away. So how do we measure this one up? What do you sense of the issues you've got to face this week with North? And they're rested. Uh, North is a great they're, team. They're, like, they're rested. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But they're a great team. And no matter what, the, the game's going to be a tough one. And we'll just try and play our best, bring our contest and pressure. That's exactly what we've been trying to do the, for the entire season. And I think we're definitely capable of doing it. Um, and it goes to show how good we were on the weekend. But uh, playing North Melbourne, it could be completely different. So mm. we'll just play our role and um, get take it to them and hopefully we can get the win and, and go into finals. But, yeah, we'll have to wait and see until Sunday. Yeah, Stevie, as one of the veterans of the team, I say that in the nicest possible way because you're still very young, <laughs> but as one of the more experienced players, going away in the early days, it's exciting, it's a novelty. Is it an inconvenience now or do you still enjoy it when all the girls get on the road together? Honestly, I love it. Um, it brings the, the girls, obviously, even closer because we're not – we're obviously um, – Apart when we're at home games with our families and stuff and then going away, we're in, in little one little area and we like just play games or pink table tennis and all those things just to bring the, the group together. And I think that's what we're, we're pretty good at. Um, we've got a great like community around one another and, and being able to just be a part of that is, is actually pretty cool. I love the way that Doc's being a bit more adventurous with his coaching now and throwing Danielle Ponder into the middle. Her clearance work was sublime. It was absolutely brilliant on the weekend. I've been trying to work on Danielle uh, to get into the midfield for a while, but um, is no, she lazy? she's an amazing athlete. <laughs> no, no, no. Obviously, being a young young player um, mm. back in the day, I've I've took her under my wing, so I was pretty lucky to have her live with me for a few years. 
and being able to just boost her um, confidence and be the actual player that she's capable of doing, it goes to show the uh, the amount of hard work she's actually put in from like the first season she came into to right now and being played in the midfield and showing that. Um, Stevie, like, can I ask a bigger picture here? When you see Sydney, first time ever you see mm. Sydney's in an AFLW final, that's bizarre in itself. But then you see Geelong beat Melbourne. What's it say about where this competition is finding its growth at the moment and changing? Oh, everywhere. Um, you don't know who, what you're coming up, up against until you actually play them. Um, mm. And people find the, the different hunger, especially when it comes into finals. And yeah. that's with any team that comes into like the, the, like the program and stuff like that. So seeing that game yesterday, it was just, yeah, it was crazy. But good on Geelong to mm. obviously... Um, play as well as they did and, and obviously Melbourne came back and that was like a nail-biting end to the game but um, it doesn't matter who you go up against it's, it's literally that point of the moment you're in finals mm. you need to win can so, they do you yeah, a favour the can they do you a favour Geelong and get rid of Brisbane and then bring the final here assuming it was North <laughs> Honestly, I'd love another final here in bloody Adelaide, but you know what? You we you don't know. You're gonna have no. to. We're gonna. All, we're all gonna have to wait until uh, the weekend and see mm. how that goes. Hey, what's your favourite ground to play on? Mm. Obviously, in Adelaide. Yeah. <laughs> Adelaide Oval would be would be amazing. Yeah, we wish. Yeah, so we it wish. is really yeah. special to play on Adelaide Oval. We hear the Sandful boys talk about it. Yeah as opposed to playing in the suburban grounds. Absolutely. Uh, we've heard so much about Sarah, Sarah Allen over the years, an All-Australian, the most reliable defender out there, Nasra Allen as well. But Jess Allen in the ruck went to another level on Saturday. Um, yeah, she has been killing it, Jess Allen. I just, yeah, She's just coming to the side, being able to do exactly what she's been been like trained to do, and she's killing it with all the midfielders and just the communications being even better. Um, and it shows on the field, which is, is amazing to see. Now, you play at Icon Park at uh, 2.35 on Sunday. Uh, thoughts on Icon Park, firstly? Oh, it's a big oval. I love it. I, I look forward to it. Oh, that's <laughs> Everyone's the got... Everyone Everyone loves... The, I suppose no matter where you go, you got to love whatever footy oval you're going to go on and play. You don't really get many opportunities to play in the AFLW and being able to play in the finals and kickstart that, the, well, I, I, don't, I can't complain about that. Well, Stevie, we can't wait. There'll be, the eyes of South Australia will be watching this one. 2.35 on Sunday at Icon Park when you take on North Melbourne in the prelim final. We wish you all the very best and uh, hopefully you're through to another grand final. Uh, thank you, guys, and thanks for having me. And well played on the weekend, yes. you modest thing, you. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Stevie Lee Thompson, she's a ripper, Roach. Uh, all thanks to IGA Supermarket supporting women in sport. Uh, can you explain to me why that prelim would be on a Sunday? I can only... Uh, generally, you know, yeah. AFL-wise, we've all taught you had a Friday night one and the Saturday one to be done over mm. as quickly as possible if, in case there's a travelling team to get them in their beds that night. I'll get some so Benny to Sunday? check. No, I was surprised by it, but I'll get in there. I can only presume that... Brisbane will be playing on the Saturday night, so there won't be quite so much difference. Well, then play and, both. And Let's do a double-headed preliminary final. Why well, one on a Sunday? Which is we're clearly going to hurt Adelaide if they have to then travel to Brisbane. A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. All right. What happens? One minute you're anywhere, anytime, any place, and then you... I, hey, that's how the team should have the attitude, yeah. but the controlling body should be better than that, Kim. You Don't might. let the AFL off on this. We'll bring it up in your good, bad and the ugly roots. That's uh, coming I've up I've got next. another group to have a go at to oh, about sporting would, federations. Would that be the FFA? 
It might be, Kim, if you're looking at my notes. No, I'm not. I'm looking at a text from Johnny K from Kensington. Uh, he's up in arms as well, so we'll get to a that. A lot of Rich. people are, Kim. All right, we need to go to a break. Uh, we're here thanks to IGA Supermarkets. How the locals like it. If you want to have a crack at the good, the bad and the ugly, tell us what you found good, bad and ugly from the weekend. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. 418 on a Monday afternoon, 25.4 degrees outside. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, how the locals like it. And just looking at the rundown, something you haven't done in five years, Roots, you have to do an unmissable moment very shortly as well. This is the easiest unmissable moment of all time. Travis Head? Well, just pick up anything from the World Cup. Just just play them. Okay, then. I mean, what else could you do today? This is the day to recognise Australia is a world champion in one-day cricket. And to our English friends... I hope you find a trophy cabinet for the moral victories. Oh, beautifully said, Rich. Oh, I see Piers um, Morgan. No. Had a little dig. Yeah, he did. About what? I saw it on the morning show. He put out a tweet, a sarcastic comment about Australia. All right, Rich, we've got to do... Oh, we've got... It's a terrible word. We need to do the good, bad and the ugly. Um, this will lead us into it, Rich. Here's a text from Johnny Kay from Kensington. Hello, John. Hi, guys. I hope you are well. Michelangelo, the FFA, announced eight teams for the second tier of the A-League, all eight teams from New South Wales and Victoria. I saw this, Rich. I was gobsmacked. You were gobsmacked. I fell off my chair. Two to four. You shouldn't have been sitting down, lazy person. <laughs> uh, two to four slots may be added if Queensland, South Australia, ACT and Tasmania don't get teams in then I'm sorry, but it is the death knell of the A-League. It's a bloody national competition. All right, put your holsters on. (laughs) All righty, let's do the good, the bad and the ugly. What's your good? It's brilliant. It's Australia, Australia, Australia. Yeah. Fairly easy one, wasn't it? Nothing else comes into this space. I'll go a little left field because I agree with you, but the 36 and the Lightning yeah, were great. well done. But a gentleman called who we spoke to two weeks ago, DJ Vasilovic. Yes. Now, he has a pulse. He has given the 36ers a pulse. He lifts them when they're up against it. Notably. He drained this three-pointer to bring the crowd to their feet, Roach. The Phoenix, Williams 21, Creek 16, Tarangi 11. This is the second... But the Sixers got the board courtesy of Isaac Humphreys. Now it's with Vasilovic. Fall away. Three. Oh, my <laughs> God. It is party oh time my. in Adelaide. Woo-hoo. Even Brett Mars off his seat. Oh, wow. 89-81. Saw Brett Mars sitting in the front row there. Uh, our very own Paul Bonzer doing the commentary there. A little bit more up, Bonds, if you can. But uh, DV, <laughs> DJ Vasilovic, that was a great win. John Casey will talk about it after the 4.30 news. The bad route. Well, has to be Melbourne for their AFLW defence of a premiership that is gone in straight sets, losing first to North Melbourne in a horrific qualifying final. Not their fault. Not their fault. No, blame the men. It's contagious. Went but out I, in straight sets as well, Roach. But I heard on our SEN shows in Melbourne, Gary Pert say this is the best culture he's seen in football in 40 years. A team that burnt an AFL premiership, a team that absolutely gave away an AFLW flag. The best culture he's seen in footy in 40 oh, years. They had a bad day. They had a bad month. They had a, they had a bad 
third quarter against Collingwood. I know that. Wow. Uh, my bad is um, uh, Travis Head, not him. It was bad the fact that he didn't get the opportunity to carry that his bat. Unjust. Yeah. Unjust. The sporting yeah. so gods are not One delivery short. Yeah, one delivery short. And he was a little annoyed. He dropped the f bomb when he got to the uh, bench. As well, you, you would. No, I don't swear, Roach. <laughs> Mind you, four days to go. If I drop the f bomb now, what type of suspension would I get? Well, it just passes for natural now on television. So, oh, what, well, seriously, Kim, well, the you stuff do they it. say on t- I'm not doing it. What's your? I ugly? have to answer to my mum. What's your ugly? I could I could deal with everyone else, but I couldn't deal with her. Hello, Mr. No, Rucci. The ugly has to be said. Now, we got the note today that the second tier competition, mm. just as John has pointed out in his email, did not involve anyone from South Australia. Now, I would think at Adelaide United, they'd be dancing. So, yep. oh, great, we've got Monopoly Market, which is not the best theme to have. Mm. Competition is good. Now, I understand the Adelaide City submission was a very good one, but when you have three club presidents and changes of boards three times in a year, you yep. would understand it's not going to work. But if we're going to make this competition mm. seem, as John said, a national competition. Grow the code. It can't be just Sydney and Melbourne all mm. the time. Come on, let's move on with this. It was a bad one. Let's have some faith and investment in the game. I like it, Roach. My ugly, before we go to the break, my ugly is me. Uh, I had a text come through saying, Kim, it's Cummins, not Cummings. Cummins. Cummins. And I know it's Pat Cummins. I do it with Brendan, Brentons and mm. Brendons. Even Linesy is Brend... What are you, Linesy? Dan. Your Brendan. The original. Yeah. It's a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brendan, Brendon, and Brenton. Says the man who spells Kim, Kim with, with a y. y. Well, that's how you do it when you're as blokey as me. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon I didn't cop much grief? A bit of a girly name, I know. Yeah, so no name on that one, but I apologise. You are right. Uh, Pat Cummins. I, I know it's Cummins, all right? Okay, we are live from Studio Lumo SA, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Big thank you to IGA Supermarkets, proudly supporting inclusive sport. This week's unmissable moment coming up uh, around 4.50, Roots. Uh, you've got an update at the Wacker? Oh, I'm changing now. Good, because now... One day, South Australia's playing WA. Mm. WA won the toss. South Australia was sent in, and you owe me an apology because Daniel mm. Drew is out there now, 37 not out off 55 balls. As South Australia's won for 114 after 19.4 overs. No apology, Roach. He's had four bad innings and uh, since he met you. Hey, quick text coming through. <laughs> Good, bad, and the ugly. Good. I'll tidy this up. Good. My wife now believes in... Travis Head. Uh, bad, the way the Melbourne Demons, both male and female, can't play finals. Ugly, the AFL draft takes three days. Surely you can do it in six hours in one afternoon. Arthur from Handorf, I love it. Make the perfect cup of coffee with Brasilia Coffee. Available in Coles and independent supermarkets across SA. The all-new Hyundai Kona is here. Bigger and bolder. Discover more at your local Hyundai showroom. You're listening to The Run Home with Kimbo and The Roots. Hyundai, beautiful cars, the all-new Hyundai Kona. Imagine to be bold, it's uh, 3.34 and 26.2 degrees outside. Before we get to our next guest, a couple of texts, Roach. The biggest compliment Travis Head got, that's how it's written, Roach. I know you don't like me saying got. 
got no. in the final was the coin toss when Rohit Sharma tossed it up. Pat Cummins called out, Travis. Oh, boom, boom. This is your comedic skills rubbing off oh. on people. That's oh. Timmy from Turton Rouge. We've got a good, bad and the ugly here. Oh, it's this not as good as me. Arthur's skills. Oh, Arthur's was working a bit blue. Uh, good, the Australian cricket team, bad. The Melbourne Football Club, uh, McClellan Trophy winners, and out in straight sets, men's and women. Uh, ugly, the Rucci and Ace then get together about being very hairy, the two of you, Rooch, from earlier in the show. You are a hairy man, Rooch. Our next guest Not in the not, right places, unfortunately. Rooch, oh, right, sorry, you're both. Yeah, your head. <laughs> Five years working with me, that's what it that's does what to you. That's what did it. You had hair when Should we started. Should have kept John Casey here. Our next guest, well, he's a good man, he's very well groomed and uh, he's known as the voice of basketball. You can watch the Hungry Jacks NBL live on ESPN, available via KO and Foxtel and Sundays via 10 Peach and 10 Play. The Adelaide 36ers were in a world of pain at quarter time. They trailed by 17. At half time, they trailed by 18. And then they were inspired and they won by three. How did it happen? John Casey joins us. Hello, Johnny. G'day there, Kimbo. Hi, Rich. Good to be with you. Oh, yeah, John. no, we appreciate hey, John, you being on. What was the documentary I saw you on last week? Uh, yes, uh, Rose Gold is a documentary that's been put together on the Australian Boomers and their bronze medal winning, or Rose Gold winning a medal from Tokyo, oh, um, which was put okay. together and uh, it actually was um, at its launch at the Melbourne Film Festival. It was very well received and was on the ABC last week and is still available on iView. And any basketball fans who haven't seen it, I can thoroughly recommend it. It oh, yeah. uh, documents... Uh, exactly how it all unfolded in terms of the history of Australian men's basketball. And it's been put together by Matthew Adekponya, who's a mm. former player who, um, when his playing days sort of were winding up, decided to get into social media and videography. And he's very good friends with Paddy Mills and was okay. given access to all the areas to go behind the scenes. It's a very worthwhile um, a show for people to take a look at when they get a chance. Yeah, how do you it. feature in it, Coach? Oh, he's all over it. Is he? All over it. Brilliant too. Well, I get yeah, having having sort of been involved in calling Boomers games now for yeah. so long that um, I was able to provide a narrative to it to just explain, uh, you know, connect the dots a little bit for the uh, program makers, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed being part of it. And it was, uh, I, as I say, I think it's really worthwhile, even for non-basketball fans. Uh, it gives you a you know an eighty-minute. Uh, a pricey of uh, you know the history of Australian basketball and the men's team in particular. All righty, let's move on to the 36ers case. Um, they've mm. been competitive all year, but just haven't been able to get over the line on enough occasions. They were in a world of pain in the first half. Oh, they sure were. I mean, oh, I couldn't believe it really there on Friday night against the South East Melbourne Phoenix, who had been in town some four weeks prior and had won easily by mm. 17 points against Adelaide. And there they were, as you say, up 17 at half time or quarter time and 18 at the half. And uh, things just weren't going Adelaide's way. And the South East Melbourne Phoenix were all over them. And uh, how did they turn it around? I've got absolutely no idea because it was just out of nowhere. And obviously, DJ Vasiljevic was outstanding. 29 points for him, a game high. But Jacob Wiley played well, finished with 14 rebounds along with 17 points. And, uh, you know, look, that's uh, just one shy of the season record in terms of rebounding. Trenton Flowers was good again, 13 mm. points, nine rebounds. Um, Isaac Humphreys did his role. Jason Kadee uh, certainly had an influence as well. So uh, full credit to them because uh, that was if they had lost that game, I think most people were putting a line through them in terms of um, their playoff hopes. And now we look at the ladder and all of a sudden they're one game off the pace to getting into the play-in tournament. 
but there's still just one game off being on the bottom of the ladder as well. So it's um, it's a very compressed ladder, uh, but right now it's still their destiny remains in their own hands, and um, yeah, they just need to keep finding a way to win. And I think they will learn a lot from that game and the way that they were able to get back into the game. Scored 61 points in the second half, so I'm sure the coaching staff will look back at that and say, well, this is how we did it, and maybe we need to use that as a blueprint moving forward, and that might mean uh, you know sort of tightening up the rotations a little bit. Uh, maybe giving more minutes to someone like Trenton Flowers and, and certainly uh, finding the group on the floor um, that's going to get it done for them. And a shout-out also to Kyron Galloway because he came in, I think the, the uh, 36s were none of nine from long range in the first half, and he came in and knocked down two threes in the third quarter that really were part of the, uh, the comeback that uh, inspired the victory. Every side needs a heartbeat or someone that's a catalyst to turn things around or someone that provides the real energy for a team. Is that what DJ does? Because we spoke to him, I think, a week ago, Rich. He's a very impressive young man. He is indeed and did commentary work for us on ESPN over the weekend. So he is, uh, look, he's really invested in this. And I, I interviewed him pre-game about his role because in Sydney, he was really uh, off the ball guard, a, a number two guard, if you like, where he, he was there to knock down threes and uh, put points on the board. But here in Adelaide, he's accepted the responsibility of actually running the point as much as anyone else in the team. And they're blessed with that in terms of their depth with Jason Caddy and Mitch McCarron as well, who can also do that. But uh, he said, yeah, look, I wanted to take on a little bit more responsibility as well as scoring. And, and uh, CJ's allowed him to do that, giving him the um, you know, uh, enough room to go and do that. And he really does want to lead this team um, because he thinks that they've got enough talent there to make some noise in terms of the playoffs and even longer term he Mm. really loves being here in Adelaide he's living down at Grange near the beach Um, and like a lot of people that I speak to in terms of NBL players whether they be import players or Australian players they come into Adelaide play a game and, and then leave when they're the away team and they don't really get to see Adelaide but once they've been here for a little bit longer as DJ has this time he's he's pleasantly surprised he said this is a fantastic place people so friendly um, easy to get around and so forth and he's he's looking at thinking well i can see a future here in adelaide so um this uh, not only is great for for our season at the moment but perhaps longer term with dj vasilievich that um it could be something that goes on a little bit longer than one season john a month ago and let's not hide from it uh, the discussions about the 36ers and what they would be a wooden spooner would cj be the first coach to be sacked in the league to where they are now, is this group solid enough to make a case to be in the playoffs? Look, right now, Melbourne and Sydney have separated themselves from everyone yeah. else, in particular Melbourne, on top of the ladder. They are clearly the team to beat, and they proved that yesterday when they were able to beat the Sydney Kings, uh, you know, coming from 19 down themselves. Um, they're 10-2 and two on top of the ladder. Sydney are second, 7-4 and four defending champions, and clearly have more personnel than most. Um, so those two at the moment seem to be separating themselves. The Tassie Jack Jumpers have got seven wins. The Perth Wildcats are on a five-game winning streak. They're back in the frame. So right at the moment, you wonder about Adelaide's capacity to compete against some of those teams who have a, a deeper roster. I think they, there's more depth in those teams, yeah. and, and certainly they know what they're doing at the moment, whereas Adelaide is still finding their way. And look, Adelaide lost to Perth and lost to Tassie and were down 18 there in the third quarter against the Phoenix on Friday night. If they'd lost that game, there were that's three losses in a row. And, and you're probably thinking, well, that's it. Their, their finals are over. So I, I wouldn't get carried away okay. at the moment. Uh, it's a bit hard. Jury's still out on them. Um, but certainly uh, any win you can get in this league is a good win. 
Um, the weekend, there's no games this weekend because of a FIBA break where um, FIBA must, makes every league around the world apart from the NBA stop so they can release players to go and play for their national teams. Uh, and then we've come back the following week. But Adelaide's next two games are in New Zealand on the 30th of November, then in Tassie the same weekend on um, on the Saturday of that weekend. So, And then they come back the next home game isn't until the 9th of December. So uh, it's tough. They're going to have to keep winning games. But as I say, I think right now their destiny's in their own hands. And if they can find a way to replicate what they did in the second half against the South East Melbourne Phoenix, mm. then they're certainly in the mix for playoffs. Okay. If they can't, uh, certainly their worst is has been pretty bad at times. And as I say, I don't know that they can compete with Melbourne and Sydney right at the moment. So they've still got plenty of work to do. So momentum is important. Unfortunately, they get a 10-day break, though, until they play their next game against the Breakers. What about Adelaide Lightning? We had the absolute pleasure of having a chat to Izzy Borlase on Friday, was it, Rooch? It was Friday. Yeah, yeah. Friday. Yeah, She's Friday. an absolute delight. Obviously, you would as well, uh, Case. No, uh, Jenny Borlase and, and Daryl Borlase, her parents. She was an absolute ripper. She starred on the weekend with 25 points. Yeah, look, she's a superstar. Uh, look, in the Opals frame, certainly for the Olympics next year as well. Um, she's averaging 19 points a game, which is basically second in the competition. She is a player who generates her own offense, and she makes things happen for those around her as well. So it's not just her scoring, which has been great, but she brings a whole. She brings the. She's got the complete package. And I think that's why she's so highly regarded wow. and why we've seen her in the past being in the All-Star 5 uh, at the Under-19 World Championships. You know, top five players in the world for her age group, I think is an accurate description of her. Mm. And now she stepped in here, uh, Rookie of the Year last year, first season in the WNBL. This year, she's top two in scoring. And as I say, uh, makes others around her better. So with her in the team, Look, she, you know, like I think like a mum and like a dad and certainly like a brother to a certain extent as well, they see the game before it's... You can see what's happening next and they read the play well and they're high IQ and, yes, you can have skills and athleticism and be a great shooter, but you need that as well and that's what she has. She's a tremendous player and, look, they're doing really well, the Adelaide Lightning. I think everyone should get around them if they can. The next game's going to be on Thursday night. They're playing Townsville and that's a huge game because Adelaide are 2-2 two and two on the ladder. Yep. Townsville are 2-1. and one. But the two losses the Lightning had will open a game against Melbourne. They look like they're going to win that for 80% of the game and their only other loss against Perth in Perth, where they led that game for a large uh, portion as well. So their, their form is really good. And Bree Stewart deserves a mention as well because uh, she's her, now with her second stint here with the Lightning coming back um, from the uh, WNBA. But she's a tremendous player. And, you know, look, she her rebounding is outstanding. She leads the competition in rebounding. She leads the competition in blocked shots. She's top 10 in assists. I think she's third in steals. Uh, and she is as good as any player in this competition. And so when you've got an import is as good as any in the competition and you've got, uh, you've got someone like Izzy Borlase and Izzy Bourne as well, mm. Lauren Mansfield. Uh, they've got enough tools there at the moment to really make some noise this year, I think, the Adelaide Lightning. And uh, they play an up-tempo, exciting brand of basketball. I know you've had the coach on a couple of times and mm. she's doing a tremendous job with it as well. But um, I think the Adelaide Lightning, as I say, the next home game is going to be against Townsville on Thursday night at 6.30. Get down and have a look at it, uh, enjoy it. And um, because I think that um, they're set for... Uh, I'm certainly more bullish about their 
finals hopes than the Adelaide 36ers right now. Okay, well, well yeah, well Izzy, Izzy did say that uh, she put out a call for all the supporters to get out there to get the crowd numbers up. I, I just want you to repeat that because we spoke to Izzy about playing last year, how she found it and getting a bit more attention this year. And she said the physicality at this level was a lot different to what she'd experienced before. You're saying that uh, she would be she will be in the Olympic squad next year. Yeah, well, look, she was in the squad uh, just recently, um, and that was an extended squad. And yes, she was perhaps toward the back end of the squad rather than being right up the front of the bus. But uh, there's no doubt in my mind. And, um, you know, we're going to see Sandy Brondello, the Opals coach here in Adelaide next month to watch uh, Izzy Borlase play along with others. Um, that she's certainly good enough and has shown that she's coming through underage Australian representative teams at the World Cups that um, she's good enough to play. And look, she's a dynamic guard. She's so strong, but she's quick. And as I say, because her IQ is so high, uh, she gets to places where on the, on the floor where she needs to be before the other players recognise what's going on and she can make things happen and get her teammates involved. So she has X factor and her credentials are already well known in terms of her Australian junior team activities. And certainly she is going to be, if she doesn't make the Olympic team for Paris next year, then she's certainly going, she'll be in the training squads. She'll certainly be around the mark. And then it comes down to, you know, needs and wants and the coaches, how they feel that they can best move forward. But she's right there at the moment. She is a very exciting player. Um, for South Australia. And only 18 or 19, so if it's not next year, it'll be at the next Olympics. Case, very comprehensive as always. Hey, Johnny, we just want to say thank you yes. for all you've done for our show over the last 12 months. We go and leave at the end of this week. We really appreciate it. You're an absolute pro, and uh, our show is better for having you on it. Indeed. Oh, look, it's always great to be chatting with you guys and, you know, what SEN has done for sport in South Australia since uh, since coming onto the airwaves has been outstanding and I always enjoy cho- uh, talking basketball with you guys and really appreciate the support that you give the sport and always happy to uh, help out when I can. I, I guess, uh, so do you go to the Bahamas or overseas? I mean, does. How, how long are you taking off? I mean, November, well, December is is still coming and you're going on holiday. Well, who are we going to listen to? I, I think the fans will be, uh, be uh, poorer for your absence, gentlemen. No, well, we had a text earlier and when we said we we're going on leave and someone said right piss off um, hey! <laughs> no someone did mention because i said we had 11 years 11 years 11 Little weeks wish. 11 weeks which we have and they're saying how can you get 11 weeks well it's cricket you know, yeah it's, all cricket it's cricket on plus show, we well i work, i work every weekend so that's another 30 weeks so uh, it all evens yes. out you know how it works hey, John, exactly. I, hope, I hope people do pick up that that documentary on australian basketball the portion about breaking one Olympic campaign and starting with a new team was a Mm. fascinating segment of that documentary. Highly recommend it to all sport fans because it tells you about team building and the risk of not rebuilding. Yes, exactly. Uh, no, and it's, as I say, it's called Rose Gold and it's available on iView on the ABC uh, streaming platform. Yep. Check it out and uh, watch it at your leisure, but uh, you won't be disappointed. If you're Not a sports a fan, I think you, you really enjoy that. And just before I go, can I say, I think people are starting to realise how good Oscar Piastri is in F1 at the moment. Um, Having that Las Vegas Grand Prix in prime time yesterday afternoon allowed a lot more people who perhaps don't get up in the middle of the night or late hours Mm. to watch F1 see exactly what Oscar Piastri is all about. Now, he started 19th on the grid. He finished 10th, was third there uh, late in the race, and he actually had the fastest lap of any driver all throughout the race. 
he is a superstar, and we're going to hear a lot more about him, Oscar Piastri. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope that people sort of get behind him and support him and uh, check out a little bit more about what he's doing. Because at the moment, I think he's flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, and come the Melbourne Grand Prix uh, early next year, um, I'm, I reckon it would be time. Really a good opportunity for him to announce himself onto the stage. But he's doing great things in a really tough and dangerous sport. Uh, uh, but I think at the moment, a little bit to under the radar, but certainly more good things to come for Oscar Piastri. His next contract will be an absolute beauty, as yours should be <laughs> as well, Case. We wish you a very, very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yes, to you too, and also your listeners as well. And uh, enjoy the break and look forward to chatting with you again when you come back next year. Thanks, Good on you, Case. He's a gentleman, isn't he? Yep. You're not, Rooch. Um, there's a statement, not a question. Wow. What? No, where you are. Where did that come from? I don't know. Well, where do you reckon? <laughs> Actually, I wasn't while watching John's documentary. You weren't a gentleman. public venue, and I was absorbed by it, mm-hmm. Rose Gold. Someone changed the channel halfway through. They won't be using their hands for the next six months, those people. Oh, really? Yes. So you, oh, you've no, gone, to, you've no, gone to a pub to watch something for free because you won't pay for <laughs> TV. I've told you about my stand on free-to-air television. You are a tight-ass fair dinkum. Hey, Roach, time for this week's unmissable moment. Thanks to DrinkWise. Uh, you may, you won't miss a moment if you drink wise. And I am ever, ever so grateful that Travis Head did not miss this moment because he put his name all over the World Cup trophy when he held this catch. Axel Bowles. Comes again. Goes again. This is in the air. This could be caught. Going back. Oh, yeah, my wonderful God. catch. Travis Head going back with the flight, diving at full stretch, has taken one of the great World yeah. Cup final catches. Game dramatically changes from this point. Yeah, and the look on the Indian players oh. and the Indians in the crowd, the 125,000 of them. Let's hear from their captain, Rohit Sharma, talking about why they didn't win. Mm. Honestly, the result has not gone our way. Obviously, we know that uh, we were not good enough today. Um, but again, I think uh, really proud of the team, how we played uh, from game one. Uh, just wasn't our day. Uh, we tried everything we could from our side. Uh, but yeah, w- w- wasn't supposed to be. Uh, did they try enough? It was interesting. The head Labashain partnership, they just allowed them to keep getting those uh, singles. They knew they only needed four and over. And as we heard, Labashain played like it was a test match. Here's Rohit Sharma talking about that partnership. Travis Head and Manas, uh, they stitched a big partnership and uh, put us completely out of the game for us. Uh, but again, we tried everything we could, um, you know, b- but I thought uh, the wicket got slightly better t- uh, to bat uh, in the, under the lights. Mm, okay. Well, there'll be many, many post-mortems, but it doesn't change anything. Australia is the world champs for a record sixth time, Kim. Yeah, it's damn good. They'd still be partying. Hey, let's hear from a former Australian captain, Timmy Payne, on the captaincy of Pat Cummins. When we won the toss, I think Pat Cummins shocked everyone a bit with the call to bowl first. I wanted to ask you about that. So, yeah, take take it down for us and, and unpack it. Yeah. What would you have done in that situation? I mean, it's hard well, to say. Well, they, they, they obviously space. had some terrific mail and they there's a lot of IPL experience. They've been there. So the mail on that ground is that the Jew comes in and it is extremely hard to bowl in the second innings. Yeah. And I think we saw that. It actually it actually played out. But the concern was, I think, that being an Indian pitch and potentially a bit drier, that it would spin and slow right up. And it, and it didn't do that. I think it actually, if anything, got slightly better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, look, I don't think there was a thing last night that Patrick Cummins got wrong. 
He was outstanding. Yep. And he deserves a lot of credit for that. Andrew McDonald and his coaching staff deserve a lot of credit for that. And they will get a lot of credit too. Well, they have. And they get the World Championship Cup as well. Hey, I loved your unmissable moment, Roach. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink Drinkwise. It uh, is the festive period. Here's another text on our holidays. It says, hey, Kimbo, you get 11 weeks holiday. How? Question mark. I thought four weeks was great. I guess I should have been a sports announcer. Cheers, Jimbo. Yes, all we need now is Kane Corns to towel us up. Why is that? Well, he hates people who have long holidays. Look what he says about AFL players with their long break. Yeah. He'll have a go at us now. Oh, he wouldn't have a go at us. Would yes, he? he would. He's been nice to us the last <laughs> couple of years. All righty. Um, just saw him walking. Can actually. we just say on a really serious note, our thoughts go out to the friends and yes. family of our police yes. commissioner. That was an absolute tragedy. Oh, He's done so, so much sad. for the community. Uh, so we're sending love and strength. Yes. Stay safe on the roads, everyone. We'll be back again tomorrow. Mm. We'll have one of the Crows draftees after the AFL draft. Freddie Phillips will join us as well. Thank you for today. No port draftee? Of course not. Bye.